Hello and welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church Annual Read. There is unlimited grace for us today, no matter what happens because of who Jesus is and what he has done. I'm Aaron Kerr, your host for today. Hey, today we're looking at Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 through 10, and 20, verse 1. It reads like this, Honor the Lord with your wealth with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. Wine is a mocker and beer a brawler. Whoever is led astray by them is not wise. Now, normally when I look at this first passage, Proverbs 3, 9, and 10, it's usually when I'm teaching about the idea that when we put God first, when we give him our first fruits, our first of our resources, when we honor him in that way, then we start to have the kind of heart of generosity that reflects God's generous heart. And the great news is he blesses us with more. Now, just a quick reminder, when we're reading through Proverbs, it's not promises here. These are wise sayings. So the wisdom writer is saying, in light of what I've observed in the world of God's good creation, these are some principles that we should live by. You know, it's not like the writer is saying God is a cosmic vending machine. And I know a lot of us would love that, right? Okay, God, I'm going to do this. Then you're going to do this for me. But that's not how God operates. But the principle here is a powerful one. And we see that God is so generous throughout all of scripture that we can count on him to go ahead and bless us above and beyond in ways that we could never imagine. But it's about a relationship. So what is Tim Keller doing when he's combining this first verse with this second verse out of Proverbs chapter 20 verse 1. He is providing us a spectrum of understanding about the nature of alcohol. So in that first proverb, you notice it's talking about uh, the abundance reflected in the image of brimming over with new wine. And yet, at the same time, looking at Proverbs 20 verse 1, we see that this idea of wine or beer or alcohol is actually something that can be destructive. It could actually cause one to be led astray and not be wise. So... One of the things that's important for us to talk about if we're wanting to live wisely in God's good world is to recognize the two ends of the spectrum when it comes to this whole idea of alcohol. Now, I don't know what kind of upbringing you were raised in your family, your home life, but maybe you grew up where alcohol was never present or rarely present, similar to my household. Or for some, maybe you grew up in a very conservative circle that said, you know what, drinking alcohol is a sin. Or alcohol was kind of a normal way of growing up. It was around your house. Or maybe some of us were in an environment where alcohol was abused and it was destructive and harmful. But the point here that Keller is making as he lists all of these different implications of that in his own commentary is that these are ways in which alcohol can be absolutely destructive in our life. We can find ourselves in over-dependence over it. We can have job loss because of our dependence on it. We can find ourselves in economic insecurity because of it. We can actually contribute to acts of abuse and injustice if we're not careful. And yet on the same, at the same time, there's the other side, which, hey, 
There are benefits of wine. You know, you can enjoy yourself at a party. You can enjoy um, the creation that God has created. Jesus, think about it, even saves the day at a wedding party by turning water into wine. But if we want to be wise, we need to know these two ends of the spectrum with alcohol. So Keller asks us, which I think is a great question, if we have appreciative ambivalence towards alcohol. And I think it's, it's worth reflecting on. For those of us who struggle with alcohol or have a history with alcoholism, maybe in our family, what is the wise word for us here? To heed the warnings, to get help, to get support, because it can cause more damage. For those of us who drink maybe more socially, maybe the question we have to ask ourselves is, what's appropriate? What's appropriate? What's appropriate to enjoy with friends or colleagues? Is it one drink or two? At what point does it compromise your discernment? Now, I know for some of us, we might want a black and white answer here. For some of us, we may not want an answer at all because to do so makes us feel like, oh man, I feel like I'm limiting my freedom in Christ. But either way, this verse helps me with questions like this. Uh, Honestly, seeking the Lord in prayer and reviewing the scripture uh, is so helpful for me. And it's this one, 1 Corinthians 6, 12. And just to give you a little context, the Apostle Paul, he's writing in response to a church issue in the city of Corinth, which was in ancient Greece. And this church was abusing their freedom in Christ. They were abusing the grace that they had experienced because of Jesus' death and resurrection on the cross. And these are very two common errors that we see play out under uh, this whole issue. It's legalism or falling into license. And so Paul is responding to the Corinthian church's um, self-deception, if you will, their belief about how they can go ahead and abuse this grace, and he responds to that. And so let me just read it, and we'll just quickly unpack it. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 12, everything is permissible for me, Paul's quoting them, but not everything is beneficial. That's his response. Everything is permissible for me. Yeah, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. This is Paul's response to the Corinthian church. Now, they were in particular struggling with sexual immorality, among many other things in this particular church. But the principle is still helpful for us when we're thinking about how do we handle making decisions about alcohol. When it comes to alcohol, contrary to maybe some conservative circles, it's not immoral to drink. We don't find evidence of that in scripture, but it can easily be unwise. It may not be beneficial for you considering your background, your struggles, your witness among certain friends. It may have too much power over some of us and we can idolize it and numb ourselves. So what we see here in Proverbs is just reminding us we need to be discerning. And so what does that look like for you? What does that look like for me? I know for me, there's certain rules that I have in my mind that say, okay, this is appropriate, this is not appropriate, depending upon the situation and that kind of thing. I want to enjoy a social time with friends or family when alcohol is present or when it's offered. But here's what, for me, I don't want to be dependent on it. For a good time. I want to enjoy people and experiences without feeling like I need it. And if I feel like I do, then I have to ask myself, why is that? 
For me, I want to reflect an enjoyment of life because of Jesus. I want to reflect his love by being full of his spirit overflowing with joy because of what he's done for me on the cross. The problem with alcohol is if I'm not wise, it can become a master. It can enslave me. It can make me feel dependent upon it rather than being dependent on my Savior and my Creator, Jesus. So when uh, we're feeling low, we're feeling discouraged, we're feeling insecure or stressed, maybe for some of us, it's really easy to ignore some of these dangers and these warning signs. Alcohol is not supposed to do what only Jesus can do. Instead, maybe there are times when we, instead of running to alcohol, we should be running to Jesus. We should be running in prayer. We should be running to friends and support and that kind of thing. So how about you? Where are you at with alcohol? Can you appreciate the opportunities to spend time with people when alcohol is present? Or is it a dangerous temptation for you? And it's time to make some changes. How might the Lord be speaking to you about taking steps to ensure you're not mastered by it? What are your safeguards? What could it look like to turn to Jesus to satisfy your needs for stress relief, wholeness, and freedom, maybe in a supportive group? I know we've got some great groups at our church that help people walk alongside each other through those kinds of things, maybe at your church as well. For those of you who are listening to this and you're making the courageous decision realizing, I need help, please contact our church, Care and Recovery Ministry, and I know they would love to help you get the help that you need. Let's pray. Lord, so many things are neither good nor bad, but to be used with discretion, it is wisdom to know what they are and how to use them wisely. Failure, Failure to discern has ruined many lives. Protect me and my loved ones from foolishness to food and drink. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for allowing us to be a part of your day. Please be sure to subscribe and share. You can tune in tomorrow for fresh new content. And remember, no matter what happens, there is unlimited grace for us today because of who Jesus is and what he has done. For questions about service times and more, you can access all information about Mariner's Church by downloading the Mariner's app at your favorite app store, visiting the website at marinerschurch.org, or by finding us on Instagram, Instagram handle Mariner's Church. Till next time. Have a great day.